Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 27th of September, let's begin with updates from the city. The Kaveri Water Regulation Committee has recommended Karnataka release 3,000 cusecks of water daily to Tamil Nadu from September 28th to October 15th. This decision coincides with protests in Bengaluru against the release of Kaveri River water, resulting in the closure of schools, offices and restaurants. Public transport services operated as usual. In other headlines, Deputy Chief Minister D.K. Shivkumar announced Metro Rail and Kaveri connectivity for Atibele and Sarjapur. Speaking at a Janata Darshan meeting in Anekal recently, he emphasized their industrial growth and assured the Congress's commitment to their development. Additionally, Rs 10 crores will be allocated for building a stadium in Anekal, as per MLA B. Shivana's request. In Samu news, Karnataka leads India for high liquor prices and imposes an 83% tax on the actual price, making it more expensive compared to other states. A bottle costing 100 rupees in Goa is priced at nearly 513 rupees in Karnataka, placing Telangana in second. The state's high taxes and recent price hikes contribute to this ranking. Goa offers cheaper liquor prices. The Federation of Wine Merchants Association, Karnataka, attributes this decline to the new pricing introduced in July. Up next, the Karnataka government released the final delimitation report for 225 wards of BBMP, enabling long-pending civic body elections. Urban Development Department sources reported nearly 3,200 objections, of which 1,702 were accepted, impacting 68 wards. Changes mainly involved ward names or boundaries. However, citizens and leaders expressed disappointment, citing cosmetic alterations and alleged political motives. BJP leaders claim changes favoured Congress-defected corporators. Now on to other news. The BMTC marked its 25th anniversary with the launch of a bus tracking app and employee-friendly measures. Since its inception on August 15, 1997, as a separate entity from KSRTC, BMTC has grown exponentially, boasting the largest fleet of air-conditioned buses. Its routes now extend to the city's outskirts. The official launch of the Namma BMTC app allows real-time tracking of up to 5,000 buses. Moving on, the amplified use of nitrogen-based fertilizers in food production poses a threat to climate goals, per Gandhi Krishi Vigyana Kendra, GKVK and University of Castle researchers. Their study reveals heightened carbon dioxide, CO2 emissions in Bengaluru's rural areas with altered cropping patterns, groundwater depletion and a shift from rain-fed to irrigated agriculture. Elevated nitrogen levels significantly increase carbon dioxide emissions, especially in areas experiencing agricultural transitions, highlighting the need for sustainable practices. Meanwhile, BMRCL has sold only 12,812 National Common Mobility Cards as of September. Experts suggest low adoption until other public transport systems like BMTC accept NCMC payments. Currently, Metro riders find QR codes and closed-loop cards more convenient. Sales may drop further without wider acceptance. BMRCL aims to phase out closed-loop smart cards in favour of NCMC, aligning with the One Nation, One Card initiative for nationwide transport interoperability. On a different note, the Ministry of Environment, Forest and Climate Change and the Wildlife Institute of India WII, have identified nine elephant corridors in Karnataka. One corridor needs immediate restoration, while three show increased use. 
the ministry recommended notifying seven corridors for legal protection against encroachment and development. For the remaining two, eviction of encroached areas and habitat improvements are advised, including removing invasive species, creating waterholes, and establishing fodder plots. National News. Moving on to the national news. Prime Minister Narendra Modi virtually distributed approximately 51,000 appointment letters to newly recruited government employees. The Rosegar Mela was conducted at 46 locations nationwide. The new hires will join various ministries and departments, including the Department of Posts, the Indian Audit and Accounts Department and the Ministry of Defence. This initiative aligns with the Prime Minister's commitment to prioritise employment generation, aiming to empower youth and bolster national development. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Home Affairs has sanctioned the establishment of seven high-level positions within the National Investigation Agency, NIA. This move addresses calls for bolstering the agency's top tier, alleviating the workload on IGs, Deputy Inspector Generals and Superintendents of Police handling numerous cases. Currently, NIA has one ADG and four IGs overseeing various areas. With the new appointments, there will be two ADGs and ten IGs in the workforce, enhancing the agency's operational capacity. In more news, Tamil Nadu emerged as the leading manufacturer of electric vehicles in India this year. Out of the 1 million EVs sold nationwide, over 400,000 were produced in the state. Notably, Ola Electric and TVS Motor, located in Krishnagiri district, contributed significantly with 175,608 and 112,949 units sold, respectively. This achievement reflects the state's ambitious goal of becoming the global hub for EVs, with a focus on battery production and charging infrastructure under its EV policy. Shifting our focus starting next year, the Indian Science Awards, including the revamped Shanti Swaroop Bhatnagar Awards, are unlikely to include a cash component, according to officials from the Science and Technology Ministry. The 2022 Bhatnagar Awards will be the last to feature cash prizes. The government will now confer awards under four categories, emphasizing lifetime achievements, distinguished contributions, young scientists' contributions, and team efforts in science and technology. The move aims to recognize scientific excellence beyond monetary incentives. In a general weather update for the country, the India Meteorological Department reported a delayed monsoon withdrawal in parts of Rajasthan with a 6% rainfall deficit nationwide. Normally, withdrawal occurs by September 17th. Rainfall deficiency stands at 17% in east or northeast India, 1% in central, 9% in the peninsula and 2% in excess in northwest India. Rainfall ranging from 90 to 95% of the long period average is below normal, while less than 90% is considered deficient. International news. Turning our attention to international news, during the UN General Assembly High-Level Week, External Affairs Minister S.J. Shankar met UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres. They addressed India's G20 presidency impact on sustainable development, emphasized the need for international financial reform, and discussed the war in Ukraine and the Black Sea Grain Initiative. The SDG's progress and the developing world's resource needs for achieving targets were focal points of India's G20 presidency and UN discussions. In ongoing news, Interpol has issued a red corner notice against Karanveer Singh, a member of the banned terrorist group Babar Khalsa International. 
Singh, believed to be in Pakistan, hails from Punjab's Kapurthala district. He faces charges including criminal conspiracy, murder and weapons-related offences. A red corner notice is a request for the temporary detention of a person until legal proceedings occur. Previously, Interpol issued a red notice for gangster Himanshu alias Bhau, suspected to be residing abroad. In a recent development, North Korea is reportedly permitting entry for foreigners for the first time since sealing its borders in early 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The move, announced by China's state broadcaster CCTV, could revive a revenue stream vital for the country. Visitors will undergo a two-day quarantine. North Korean state media has not yet commented on the development. The easing of border restrictions began with high-level delegations from China and Russia in July. In some other news, King Charles III and Queen Camilla will host South Korean President Yoon Suk Yeol and his wife Kim Kyon Hee for a state visit in November, marking the second such visit of the monarch's reign. The royal couple will welcome the guests at Buckingham Palace with further details yet to be announced. The state banquet in Buckingham Palace is expected to be a formal affair featuring toasts, tiaras and a string orchestra. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. RBI Governor Shaktikantar Das cautioned against excessive dominance by a few board members, even in major commercial banks, emphasizing the need for free, fair and democratic board discussions. Speaking to directors of urban cooperative banks, Das stressed that all board members should have an equal say in decisions. He highlighted this point while underscoring the importance of a well-functioning board, without providing further details. In more business news, the 52nd GST Council meeting, chaired by Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman, is scheduled for October 7th at New Delhi's Vigyan Bhavan. The Council announced the date via the social media platform X. In the prior meeting on August 2nd, amendments to GST laws were approved for clarity on casino, horse racing and online gaming taxation. A 28% GST applies to the full face value of bets in these supplies. Next up in some tech news, Elon Musk, owner of X, formerly Twitter, announced an upcoming voice and video call feature accessible on various devices without the need for a phone number. However, leaked code screenshots indicate this feature might be exclusive to X Premium subscribers. The paid service, part of the X Premium package, includes features like verification badges and post editing, with prices ranging from $8 to $11 per month. Moving on, the National Company Law Appellate Tribunal will commence hearing Google's challenge on November 28th against the Competition Commission of India's imposition of a rupees 936.44 crores fine. This penalty pertains to alleged abuse of dominance in Play Store policies. The NCLAT directed all parties, including contesting startups and the CCI, to submit their responses within four weeks and allowed Google two weeks for a rejoinder if necessary. In market news for September 27th, the Sensex dipped 58.75 points, a 0.09% decrease, settling at 65,964.94. Meanwhile, the Nifty saw a slight decline of 5.00 points or 0.03%, closing at 19,669.50. Among the listed shares, 1,581 showed gains, 1,539 experienced losses and 97 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee faced depreciation due to a strengthening US dollar and sluggish performance in the domestic markets. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. The Ministry of Information and Broadcasting has announced veteran actor Wahida Rahman as the recipient of this year's Dada Saheb Falke Lifetime Achievement Award. 
Anurag Thakur, INB minister, praised her outstanding contribution to Indian cinema, citing acclaimed roles in films like Pyasa and Guide. Wahida's career, spanning over five decades, garnered her a National Film Award for Reshma and Shera, reflecting her dedication and finesse in acting. In news from Hollywood, actor-filmmaker Olivia Wilde and actor Jason Sudeikis settled their custody battle, agreeing to joint custody of their children Otis and Daisy. According to court documents, Sudeikis will pay $27,500 monthly in child support. His estimated income is $10.5 million, while Wiles is about $500,000. The exes will share custody on a week-on, week-off basis starting next month. Additionally, Sudeikis will cover 25% of Wiles' childcare expenses in addition to the monthly payment. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Dulka Salman's starer period action drama King of Kota is set to premiere on Disney Plus Hotstar. The exact release date for the big-budget Malayalam film is yet to be disclosed. The movie portrays the journey of an alcoholic gangster. Produced by Wayfarer Films and Z Studios, it garnered mixed reviews upon its theatrical release during the Onam Festival of August 24th. The film also features Aishwarya Lakshmi, Shabir Kalarakal, Prasanna and Gokul Suresh. Spooler Sports in sports news, in a dominant display, India's hockey team secured their second consecutive victory at the Asian Games in Hangzhou, defeating Singapore 16-1. Harmanpreet Singh, 24th, 39th, 40th, 42nd minutes and Mandeep Singh, 12th, 30th, 51st, both achieved hat-tricks. The team will face defending champions Japan in their next match. Despite a slow start, India controlled the game, maintaining possession in Singapore's half. In more sports updates, due to delayed visa issuance, the Pakistan Cricket Board cancelled their Dubai team-building plan. They will now travel to India in the late evening, preparing for their warm-up match against New Zealand in Hyderabad on 29th September. The PCB lodged a complaint with the ICC over the visa delay, expressing disappointment over the uncertainty ahead of the major tournament. The 10-nation World Cup begins on October 5th in Ahmedabad. Wrapping up sports news, Real Madrid's midfielder, Luka Modric, with less than a year on his contract, is rumoured to be considering a move to MLS side Inter Miami, co-owned by David Beckham. While Beckham admires Modric's style, the salary cap and convincing Modric might be hurdles. Despite the competition, Modric wishes to stay at Real Madrid, stating so publicly. However, his game time may be limited due to the club's star-studded midfield. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for an incredible event, Echoes, Open Mic and Musical Jam Night and bring along friends to a fun evening happening at the Theatre Nama Studios, Kormangla First Block on the 30th of September at 7.30pm. Catch Ace comic Ashish Solanki as he returns to the city with his latest stand-up special, Good Boy Better Show, performing live at the Long Boat Brewing Company Martha Halli on the 1st of October at 6pm and 8.30pm. Join a beginner's art class with the exclusive Guided Painting Workshop, conducted by Ace Art Experts at the Paint Bar Sadashiv Nagar on the 30th of September at 3pm. Interested in learning some salsa dance moves? Here's something for you. Join a beginner's dance class with the exclusive Salsa Improver Workshop, conducted by the city's best instructors, happening at the LV Dance Studio, Vasannagar, on the 1st of October at 4pm. You can also catch the incredible Vinay Bhatia in his latest outing, Blur, performing live at the Comedy Garage, Whitefield, on the 1st of October at 7pm. Bengaluru weather. 
And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. On 27 September, Bengaluru can expect rainy weather and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Light precipitation is highly likely, with temperatures ranging from a maximum of 29 degrees Celsius to a minimum of 20 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index accounting for humidity and air temperature may reach 33 degrees Celsius. This aligns with a typical September high of 28.3 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler.